What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Promo code HAM working everywhere today. Easeandeasewellness.com. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code HAM. Seatgeek.com. Promo code HAM. And mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Now to the segment. They have won five of their seven games by double digits, by more than 10 points. As I look back at their schedule, as you said, they are favored by 10 points on Thursday night against the Cardinals. Quick check of the Cardinals Monday as we're recording this Tuesday, but uh, you don't get that many practices when you play on a Thursday night, and they don't have running backs. They had to make a trade Monday for Kenyon Drake. David Johnson got hurt like three weeks ago. Chase Edmonds got hurt, hamstring, I think, in the game that he was playing really well in. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons just to think the Niners roll. I think the recent history would say that they roll. They just, in a league where you don't blow people out, they don't, they've been blowing people out. So here's my question to you. In the National Football League, are there trap games? And would this qualify as one? I would 100% agree there are trap games once you get later in the season because even if you're a new team to success, as the Niners are, I think when you look several years ago at like the Jaguars when they came out here to play the Niners and we've talked about this game, your record kind of speaks for your team, right? So when you're playing a team that's, you're playing the Dolphins in December and they're 0 and 13. Like you can, you know, Belichick can stand there, or Kyle can stand there and be like, well, look at this guy, how hard he's playing. And you're just like, coach, they fucking haven't won a game. This one's a little different because there's two factors that while they're, they're two of their better players, I mean, David Johnson, you could argue, beside like Patrick Peterson, Chandler Jones, their third best player, he's been out now for a couple games. But then Chase Edmonds, who just, had kind of a historic game a couple weeks ago when you told someone not to put him on their fantasy team. Now he's out. You just start looking around like the team's not very good. But their record isn't that shitty. Like they're three, four, and one right now. Right? So is that is that correct? I got a little uh, sorry, I don't have yes. I, so they're three, four, and one. So to me their record is still like, you know, it's fine. And it's a Thursday game. So anytime there's a Thursday game is it fair to say the record doesn't factor in as much just because you don't even have time to think? 
you just play and then you practice and you play again. Especially if you're the road team, everything's happening so fast. You, it might be a trap game in the sense that your body's trapped in being sore, but I don't think you look at an opponent, and I, I would say the Cardinals, at, as of today, and as when the Niners play them here in a 48 hours, which is nuts. I mean, as we're recording this on Tuesday, like that's still not very far away, let alone Wednesday. You know, they travel on Wednesday. You don't really have time to think like that. Now, in a couple weeks, when they go Thursday night, let's say they win this game and they cover the spread. Then they play Seattle, regardless what... Well, I guess let's say they beat Seattle. So they would be 9-0. and Then they play Arizona again. It's one of those, like, you play them, then you play another game, then you play a team again. I mean, obviously it can only happen with a divisional opponent. I could see that game at Levi's would be one that we'd already have a red flag. Like, this thing could get a little weird. Because I would... Wouldn't you say that's what happens sometimes with a divisional opponent when you kick the shit out of them and then you play them relatively quickly the second time? Yeah. You don't take them as seriously? Also, if they've beaten Seattle, they've beaten Arizona, they've beaten the Rams, you'd start to feel like, you know, from the perspective of like, are they really going to go unbeaten in their division? Uh, You can probably be a little complacent once you've already beat all three teams in your division and then start playing your division again. And then you start playing the worst team in your division. So that's Because we're going to talk about the schedule. If they they take care of business Thursday night and then – it would feel like I'd have to go back and look. Just record-wise, if the Niners are 8-0, Seattle gets Tampa this week at home. So let's just assume they're going to be 7. got to pull up their record. I, I, right now is one of those weird times in the season where you're Seattle's like... Seattle's 6-2, so they'd be 7-2. So they'd be 7-2, the Niners would be 8-0. You'd have two teams 15-2, and and they're in the same division. Doesn't it feel like that's one of the better Monday night games in years? And given that there is a little history. Yeah, yeah. When you just factor, you know, we had the Rams-Chiefs. Was that, yeah, that was last year. That was pretty powerful. Uh, I, I would just say this, it just, I mean, for the most part, you're getting Steeler-Miami games, right? You're getting just, you know, Jets-Patriots. You're usually getting one-sided contests, even on paper. It's rare now because the NFL hates ESPN. I don't blame them. You can't shit on a league for 10 straight years and then, give the circle jerk to the other league that has as many problems without Roger Goodell giving you bad games, and they just consistently do, this would just – you're kind of lucky in the sense that when you got this game, you're probably hoping that – you know, you knew Seattle probably be – I'd say 7-2 and two is probably better than most people would have thought if they win this weekend. I would have guessed they'd be like – what would they be, like 6-3, and three, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, 5-4. and four. That'd still be like you'd be in the playoff mix, and same with the Niners. And that'd still be fine. Like, you and I would be fired up. I don't know if the rest of the country would be eating it up. This is a game that if both of them win this week, that kind of everyone's talking about, right? It's like, damn, this is a big fucking game. Yeah. Because if if you're Seattle, you're thinking, well, we take care of business on Monday Night Football. We're only one game back, and we beat them, and then we get them at home, right? So, you start already... we're all, we're all humans, and the more I talk about this, the more the challenge is for the 49ers coaching staff. Like, you can't let this shit creep. you got to be Belichickian because the more it creeps up, you're like, ah, oh, they're just Kyler Murray, and, you know, they, they're missing all their running backs, and they got this good-looking coach that's first year in the NFL. They got Like you said, though, is never, never coach on Thursday Night Football in the NFL coming off a Sunday game. I, I just I had forgotten about that, but I mean, of course he hasn't. I just wa- I just watched his press conference from yesterday, 
And he got asked that question. He said, yeah, it's a little weird. And the other thing that's weird for him is that they asked him, well, you know, have you had this problem before on short weeks, losing guys? He's like, well, in college, you're basically seven or eight deep at every position. So it's like next man up. Here, you got to, like, trade for a guy or claim a guy off practice squad. Well, when you do that, that guy doesn't know your offense. And they were t- they were asking him about they had some players last week because they have been battling some injuries against the Saints where Kyler is telling them where to line up. And they ask, if the, is that a lot to put on his plate? And, you know, I, I would imagine the good thing about the Cardinals offense with Kyler, he's been running, you know, the spread, like the concepts forever, so he knows it. That's the I would say that's the one positive for their offense is despite having a rookie quarterback, he's he's pretty locked into what they're doing. You know, it's it's a really it, – it wasn't like Kyler Murray went from – Trying to even think where oh he's at Oklahoma, you know he went from Oklahoma to Cliff Kingsbury, not Oklahoma to Kyle Shanahan, right? He looks pretty in control out there. Now it doesn't always look pretty, but it doesn't look like he's lost. You know he can tell people where to go, and so that that to me is a positive about the short week. You know because you would say typically rookie quarterback short week, you bet the house against them. Now you might bet the house against them just strictly because he's playing arguably the best defense in the league. But he won't be like, when the play call comes in, he'll he'll know what to do. Now, whether they can do that or not is another question. And you would just say, even if they know what they're doing and attempt to execute it, that's where the Niners have the advantage, right? They're just fucking better. They're just, I mean, they're, I mean, we can look at all the metrics you want. I, I think there are, just watching the Saints against the Cardinals, they're pretty freaking good on defense. Did you realize... I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. I guess it would have been last Thursday night. Cam Jordan's dad was a tight end for the Vikings, and he got introduced into the Vikings Hall of Fame. No. Or the Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, because they played on Thursday night against the Redskins, and Cam right. was there just supporting his dad. I was like, no, I, didn't I didn't know, know that. I didn't know Cam Jordan had an NFL dad. And Aikman was talking about, like, the, the irony of his dad was he was kind of a, way ahead of his time. In, like, the 80s, he was like a, I almost said Aaron Hernandez, but uh, he was like, you know, a Zach Ertz type. He, he was a pass-catching tight end, not a blocker at all, and those didn't really play as much back then. But he was he was a freak, and he stands next to Cam. You know, he's skinnier, but he's like 6'4", he's got long-ass arms. I'm like, God, this is a, how is my family supposed to compete against the Jordans if we ever line up in, like, Little League? I mean, advantage <laughs> them. You know, you just, I think sometimes you forget, like these guys aren't just randomly placed in the NFL. They come from lineages. You know, you just made me think of, you remember when, what game was it? Fox had, it was Buck and Aikman had the Rams like a month ago. I don't remember who they were playing. Saints. Uh, I feel like it was more recent than the Saints game. Did they play, did they, they, was it a third, did they have a Thursday night game? The Rams? Uh, I don't think it was a Thursday. Maybe it was the Bucks game, Buck and Aikman, Seattle. I don't know. Anyway, this is the besides. Uh, yeah, the Bu- the Bucks game was an afternoon game. Maybe it was the Bucks game. But the point is, there Cooper Cup makes a play, and and Buck says something like, you know, uh, Cooper Cup, you know, whose whose dad whose dad Craig was a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. No, you, no you're right. It, they played Seattle on Thursday night when they missed the field goal. But was this the? Do you remember this? And, yeah, it, and it was. Troy's it was, like it was a Seattle Cooper, game on Thursday night field goal because everyone was watching. 
He's like, Cooper Cup's dad is Craig Cup? I didn't know that. He's like, Craig, haven't talked to you in a while. Craig was one of my backups. Craig, hope you're doing well, man. Well, and when you say most people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Cooper Cup's become a good NFL player, but he's just an overachiever, smaller school, the dude's dad, and yeah, he got a cup of coffee in the NFL. He still got a cup of fucking coffee in the NFL. You know, at the end of the day, most of like the college athletes you meet never get a cup of coffee. Like, yeah, he just, you know, he's in training camp with the Chicago Bulls in 1987. Yeah, that's still better than 99% of the college athletes. So, don't have, like, didn't, didn't Jared Goff's dad, was he a pro baseball player? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, what was Kyler Murray's dad? Uh, wasn't he an NFL player? Like, what was Dante Pettis' dad? Like, this... Start start looking around. Like, most of these people, wouldn't you imagine when... How about that Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa guy? Yeah, when you and I are like 50, that number's going to be even exponentially higher of all, like... Like, what what's the likelihood that Joe Staley's kid's, a, and a, you know, just a Division One athlete, right? right. You right. just start looking around. Like, what are the likelihood... That the Bosa's have a Division One athlete. Look, who's isn't JJ Watt dating some soccer or married to some soccer player? Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood? As I'm watching last night, who gets a strip sack? I don't know. TJ Watt. Where's their other brother? I don't know. In the NFL, like the chances that the Watt brothers produce multiple NFL players. I'm not saying even at their level. I'm just saying that play in the NFL feels like. 90 <laughs> percent i mean i don't see how so, they so don't do you are you taking will steve belichick ever be an nfl head coach uh you mentioned this to me if you or may or you tweeted this right it is he grooming him to be the next guy the one thing i don't know I'll if say, i did i tweet it maybe maybe, maybe I, you just I definitely said this. it yeah <clears throat> like kyle Kind of kidding, but well, th- you know, I'm, ju- I'm just about thinking it. about it. like Kyle's. Would you say Mike Shanahan was more successful than like the Ryan's dads? The Ryan's dads. I mean, he, you know, uh, yeah, Buddy Ryan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would mean, say so. Yeah. He's on the highest level of like his kid. Then became a really good head coach. I would say Bill is infinitely more successful than Mike, <laughs> and it's almost like the Michael Jordan syndrome there's almost going to be a stigma around him because his dad was the best ever. It's right. a little different than Kyle, which is still like Mike Shannon. But and Kyle did have to prove it on yeah, his own. Yeah, for a long, long He left. Actually, he didn't, he didn't even start with his dad. So you could argue that should Steve like just try to be like, if Robert Sala bounces, call Kyle, like, could I be your defensive coordinator? <laughs> would, that, would that be a risk that coaches were willing to take? I well, he goes with Josh and Tom to the Chargers next year. Well, I, I got one. What if you're like Andy Reid and Spagnola just not getting it done? You fire him. What if you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to give Steve, like him and Belichick are buddies, like I'll, I'll give your son a defensive all coordinator. Right. All right, all right. Let's, 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 let's back to this Thursday night game. It's a good call. I mean, I'm just. This is a pretty fun conversation, though. It is. It definitely is. How old is Steve? I think he's like three or four years younger than us. I mean, he's not okay, 25, so but he's, he's got not, time. Yeah, I think he's right around like. I'd say between 28 and 31, somewhere in that sweet spot. Like, he could work with Bill for 10 more years. And at some point, Bill replace when Gerard Mayo leaves. I, um, I, but aren't you better off going on your own yeah. for a couple years? Yep. As a but, but I'm not talking about being good. I'm just talking about getting one shot. Yeah. Will you get a shot? I think one you know? million percent you get a shot just because that name is – it's the most famous name in coaching right now. 
Um, so, like you said, you watch Kyler. I mean, I just don't. To me, this game is. Does Jimmy throw three picks on a weird night? Otherwise, how do they lose this game on Thursday night football? I'll say this: every time I watch Jimmy, I, I think like, guys, you know, where's the, not that he's overhyped, but I'm just, you know, I see some good things, see some bad things. Whenever I watch the game back, I go, God damn, he's playing pretty well. He played really well in that game, besides yeah. the one pick. Which was really, really bad. Which clearly, I, I think it's safe to say, he predetermines in the huddle, I'm throwing to 85. Because when they show the all-22 angle of it on the TV broadcast, Keekly is inside Kittle. Like, he threw it right to Keekly. Like, you can't really see Kittle. All you see is Keekly. And Luke is probably, I would say of his generation, the best pass-covering linebacker. Like, he's had more pick sixes and just picks in stride than any linebacker in recent memory. But then, guy, he comes right back and it's just bang, bang, boom, doing, like, sweet Romo plays, hitting mm-hmm. Kittle down the sideline. And I, I my takeaway from the just re-watching Jimmy, and really by the second half, I mean, the game was a wrap. But kind of early in that game, after he makes a mistake, was, I don't know if you, it's, this crossed my mind, like, you wouldn't, kick this guy to the curve. He keeps doing this for Tom Brady at 43 years old. As crazy right. as that sounds. Like he, I think but I don't, but I don't think it's that crazy because what he does is he makes he makes some elite plays in a game, right? I saw you Insta Story, one of them, where he rips his – this kind of felt Romo, rips his way out of the pocket and then finds Kittle down the middle. Um, Do you think, hey, guys, uh, when 85 just runs straight down the field, I, I don't know, if you're playing the Niners, it might behoove you to have a guy fucking follow him. But you notice is, like how often does he get open, guy? On this, on just a fucking, all the guy does is just run at the end zone. Like it's not, it's not like you know he he runs a seven option route and then Kyle get no he just runs straight. Well, you said this to me before the podcast. I'm not sure there's a receiver. I, actually, I'm pretty confident there's not a receiver in the NFL I would trade him for. Like I wouldn't trade him for Nook. I wouldn't trade him, John, for any. I wouldn't. I don't. Just because as a tight end, he makes big plays. He makes big plays. So I don't like, well, you know, the one thing we don't have on this team is a big play guy. Well, Kittle's kind of your big play guy. Well, because if you if you look at it like this in a vacuum, if you had Pete Gronk in like, he, he was drafted in 10, so he really flipped the switch, I think, in like 11. I think he had double-digit touchdowns in 11, and it was clear he was a star. Would they have traded him for any blue-chip wide receiver? Probably not, right? Yeah. Just because of... When you have Gronk, you have a guy that's uncoverable, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he blocks too. You're like, how is he a blocker? I don't know. He's the best blocker in the league at, at his position. So you're right. I, I don't think the Niners I mean, would. And, and he's way cheaper, and I'm sure. As, which is a whole scam, which we could get into. But I, I actually, I'm starting to kind of feel bad for Kittle in the sense that I think the Niners owe him like an extra 10, right? <laughs> Million, yeah. Just because it's like, well, he plays the position that doesn't get financially valued in the same way receiver gets valued. The irony is he's in on more plays than the receivers are because you can throw to him just as much as you throw to a receiver. But like you said, he blocks on run plays, which is the other half of their offense. So he's in on so many plays. It's crazy. But anyway, so, I mean, I just... Like, Jimmy makes great plays. He also makes all the fundamental plays. They're better on defense. They're the better football team. 
the only thing working against them it's Thursday night football on the road but the trip's not that bad and it's Thursday night football for the Cardinals too and they've never done it their head coach has never done this before how far is what's the flight about two hours yeah two and a half maybe but I, I even saw Bill O'Brien. San Jose's a little further south. I guess they fly out of there probably. I, I so. watched Bill O'Brien. They asked him about the travel. He's like, guys. He's like, because they're playing in London. Yeah. He's like, yeah, do I worry about the London trip just specifically because you have to mess with the travel? But he's like, let's not act like. He's like, the bus pulls right up to the plane. You get out on the plane. They have filet mignon and Snickers bars for you. You fly, and then you land, yeah. and the bus picks you right up next to the plane. Like, let's not act like we're going through Terminal C here. You know? No, but I do think part of it is just the toll of flight flying. For sure, a long but I, I think sometimes yeah. I think when people oh the travel, you, you factor it in like when me and you travel and you know you wait in lines and it's like oh I didn't eat I have to go to like pay for a seventeen dollar half turkey sandwich like that's not that's not part of it it's just strictly can you hydrate enough on a plane that has unlimited Gatorades and waters think about that too it's like well can you hydrate enough do, are you going to spend twelve dollars on a bottle of Dasani. No, and, they have unlimited Gatorade, electrolytes, and fucking agua. And if you're sitting in the window or the middle, at least when I'm in that situation, I dial back my hydration because I don't want to be. I don't like stepping over people or at waking people up so I can so they can move. If I fly alone, I fly aisle just so, and then I can hydrate as much as I want. I thought you said if you fly alone, like AKA private. <laughs> no, haven't done that, but. These guys don't have that issue because there's the seats are bigger, the aisles. They, it's easy to just walk out. And I would say I would say the it. one curveball for the Niners this week is it is a little bit of a unique opponent. Uh, despite it being a divisional opponent, it's uncommon in the sense that they have not played this guy, this offense, right? Yeah. So for yeah. Salah, it's somewhat unique, and I think this week, I was thinking about this when you were talking. The Niners have been so goddamn good. And now everyone in their power rankings basically has them too. Like the Patriots are just grandfathered in if they're undefeated at one. And that's, I, you can't argue that. And most people have the Niners at two. Everyone I've seen. I'm like, that's fair. They could have just one of those games where you just win by seven and everyone would be like, well, it's Thursday night. They're, they're still really good, right? Or mm-hmm. do you think that they're not? Like, could they have a game where if they have to pull it out of their ass, people are like, well, some questions. Or it's this Thursday night at this point in time in the season, you're kind of, if you've already proven you can kick the shit out of everybody, you're going to be okay. In terms yeah, of narratives. Yeah, so, so in terms of narratives, I do think there would be some, eh, because I tweeted Tuesday morning, there are two teams, I'll, we'll get to the schedule here, but there's two teams left, as it stands today, going into week nine, that play three first current first place teams, the Niners and the Patriots. And what do you think my replies were, John? Basically like, oh, so they're only going to play three good teams all year. Oh, get ready. It's about time. Right? So I think there's a lot of people out there that think the Niners haven't played anybody. And that a seven-point win over the Cardinals on Thursday night, I think there's a segment that will view that as exposing them. But I'll, I'll give you one. Is but, like, I don't th- but, but I just think they're damn good. So I won't. The, the Packers going on the road against Kansas City when they have to play Matt Moore and only winning by a touchdown, is that a, is that a, is that a really good win? Is that just like a solid you're, win? You're is going that- full Niner fanboy here. No, but what I, about just, the, but what about their game? But, but my, no, my point is I, you can do that with just so no, many no, teams, I, right? I know, I know. Look, as like to me, I watch the Packers going on the road to Kansas City Sunday Night Football, and yeah, they're playing a guy that was was he going to scout or was it going to be a high? I couldn't quite figure out Matt Moore's career path. I thought he was Wang a scout, and then people were asking like he was going to be a high school coach. I don't know if you can do both at the same time. No, you can. You know what you call that? I love this phrase because I heard I've heard Shooty Babbitt say this. You're you're bird dogging. Yeah, you're bird dogging. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, <laughs> you know that Chudy Babbitt's now an A scout? Chudy Babbitt, when did that happen? I think like uh, this year. Yeah. He's I off the Mets. He's with the eight. Good for he's, he's, right. he's with the eighth. Maybe it happened before the season, that. but uh, like I, I just think that now that the Rams are soul, now, I'll, I'll give you one. Now that the Rams are good. What's up, soul brother? Do the 49ers not get credit because Jalen Ramsey wasn't on the team? Yeah, no. They you get to me once we're eight weeks, nine weeks into the season, we've got a body of work to work off of. If you've won a bunch of your games, then you're good. Because I think the the like you could probably even more than the Niners, or at least as an equal, talk shit about the Patriots schedule. It's like, oh, beat Darnold, coming off mono. Oh, you beat the Bills, that's their best win. Oh, you beat, you know, the Dolphins. Yeah. You beat the Giants. Like Could you could you imagine if if NFL was head the college football play the NFL football playoff ranking system? You'd be like, you can't give the Patriots credit for what they did last year. Well, it's a okay, new if you if right now Guy Haberman and you had the Final Four and the BCS rankings were coming out today, yeah, who would be your four in the NFL? Uh, Patriots, Niners, uh, Saints, and then a decision between the Packers and the Chiefs. And I, you know, I might go with the Packers. And that would be one of those that you'd have a legitimate argument. Be like, well, they only beat him by a touchdown, and you could argue the best player in the league was on the sideline, right? Yep. Like it would be, and I, I, I you know who I'd throw in the my hat in the ring on? I'd be like, well, I don't Minnesota. know if I'd have him as a four, but if you had a five and a six, I'd have Minnesota right there because you'd go, well, they'd be like a Clemson. That, you know, they're flying under the radar. They've had a bad uh, – Clemson would probably be a bad example. They'd be like Oklahoma. Like, they had a bad loss. But look at their roster. We know their high end's high. And I I, I no, think that's – Oregon. Spe- or Oregon. I, I think that speaks more to – and we're going to get into this as this keeps getting closer and closer. The NFC is pretty stacked, guy. When you're, when you're one through six, you know, may only include two AFC teams. And you could argue that one thing's clear with the Chiefs. And I talked about this on the Three and Out podcast. Like the one thing about the top end of the NFC, including the Patriots too, is all these teams are will really well rounded. So you got you got the Patriots that are just top to bottom. Like they can have a bad day rushing because they can pass and they can play defense, or they can have a bad play on defense because you know Brady has four or five touchdowns in them on a given game. Same thing with the Niners. Like they can do so many different things. Same thing with the Saints. I'm watching the Saints against the, against the Cardinals. Latavius Murray is fucking running his ass. Latavius looks fantastic. Yeah. They have like this little returner guy named Harris that whenever the 49ers play him, you, Mitch, do not kick it to him. He's like a he's like a little speed demon. The, all these teams just have tons of players. This, the Packers, too, are pretty well-rounded squad. Same with the Vikings. That the, the, the Chiefs have a pretty big flaw. Like They just don't play defense. But the 49ers, to, to win in the playoffs... Like what you could argue that once we get to the playoffs, the worst team of the six might be like the Cowboys, and if that's your worst team, like the worst team for the AFC is gonna be like the Bills or the Tex, like a pretty flawed team. Or if like you got to play the Cowboys in round two, that you agree that's not an easy game. Like if you're no, the one, no, and you're, you're the right. four. Like they can. Like we're not just gonna be like, oh, that's a win for the Niners, NFC Championship. It's gonna be like, holy right. shit, right. We, we're. You know, this is going to be tough. This, well, and, I, and on the flip side, you'd be like, this game could define Jason Garrett's career if he upsets the 49ers in round two at Levi's, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think everything you just said illustrates why Thursday night football is a big deal to the 49ers because of what still is to come in their schedule. You just, I know it feels like everything's rolling, it's easy, they haven't lost a football game now, but they got a stretch coming up um, where you're going you're gonna to hope that you've stacked wins because like we've talked about, two losses might be what it takes to get the one seed in the NFC. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 